views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat. We've got a very, very special show for you today. Today, uh, this is part of a series that we're doing to present information to all of you about the latest discoveries, things that are happening in the world, maybe things that you haven't known before. We like to call it our good news segment. So today, bringing the conversation to the table and, and continuing to be clear about what we can know about even safety in our cars is Jack Narrett, Kelly Blue Book Names Best Family Cars of 2017. You know, this is super important because every time we turn on the television, what we're seeing is, you know, we're seeing car commercials, safety commercials, but what is the real deal? Well, the expert editors at Kelly Blue Book Uh, As many of us know, the vehicle valuation and information source trusted and relied upon by both consumers and automotive industry recently named the 12 best family cars of 2017. You know, you're going to have to listen in carefully, maybe even fasten your seatbelt to just hear about is your car on the list? And if it isn't, what does that mean? Well, the ranges for this year uh, in terms of cost of the, the vehicle, 20000 you know, to the low 30000 range. And that is a surprise for a lot of people. We're excited to hear about what made these cars make it to the top of the safety list, what you all should be mindful about, and what else is left to come. Also today, thrilled to be talking with you about Dr. Sharon Lewin, Medical Director, Department of Gynecology, Oncology at Holy Name Medical Center. You know, ovarian cancer accounts for about 3% of all cancers in women and causes more deaths than any other gynecological cancer in the United States. According to the American Cancer Society, last year, about 22,000 women were diagnosed with ovarian cancer in the United States, and about 14,000 died from the disease. So ovarian cancer typically develops in older women with about half of all diagnosis occurring over the age of 63. A woman's lifetime risk of getting the disease is approximately 1 in 75. 
Many of you may know that there are some common side effects. You're going to hear about them today. Um, but they can easily be confused with other common ailments. Uh, and so it's so important to educate ourselves and make sure that we are well aware of what what each of us as women should be mindful of, including bloating and pelvic or abdominal pain, trouble eating or feeling full quickly. Um, so these are just a few things you're going to hear today in the show. It's important for women to work closely with the doctor. It's important to really look at what some of the treatment options are. Um, and today, Dr. Lulin is going to be bringing us up close and personal with a very, very pressing uh, subject. Also today, Lee Linquist, you know, Chief of Geriatrics, Northwestern Memorial Hospital. And, and I'm very excited about this. You know, there are new tools to help seniors have a voice in their health needs. And so here is what Lee is bringing to the table. By 2030, one in five American adults will be over the age of 65. It's the fastest growing age group between those age group being those who are 85 and older. For many seniors remaining in their homes and successfully aging in place is a high high priority. However, I think many of you know the headlines. They do not fully understand their health trajectory and future needs, leaving them unprepared and unable to continue living safely in their own homes. What happens with that? Well, if health crisis occurs, such as hospitalization or fall or dementia, well, what happens then? family and friends must react to the emergency and make decisions. Today, you're going to hear about something that is so far in the breakthrough arena, planyourlifespan.org. Northwestern medicine researchers have developed a free online tool to help seniors and their families complete lifespan planning by linking them to local and national services, including caregivers, area agencies on aging, social services, and more. Embedded videos are on this website. Seniors talk about their firsthand experience, and you're going to find out who actually put this together. The website was created in an incredibly new breakthrough way. I'm so thrilled Dr. Lee Lindquist is going to be joining us talking about that. This is really one of the series we're doing. We, we love to call this our good news series, and we hope you will enjoy it. Let's take a short break. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our real house to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the Dr.
Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk Radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh my goodness. Hey, everybody, Jack Nerad is joining us here today and as executive director and executive marketing analyst for Kelly Blue Book. Jack has spent decades in the automobile industry as a journalist, an author and a communicator. He's appeared on a variety of national news programs, including the Today Show, CBS Morning News, Fox and Friends. Over 20 years, he's co-hosted most listened to auto-related radio program in the nation, America on the Road. He's also authored several books over the years, including The Complete Idiot's Guide to Buying or Leasing a Car, my favorite, and The Complete Idiot's Guide to Hybrid and Alternative Fuel Vehicles. So we have lots to share about the findings this year for Kelly Blue Book, Best Family Cars of 2017. Jack, great to have you here. Well, it's such a pleasure, and you're absolutely right. I'm very lucky to have this terrific <laughs> job that I have. You know, Kelly Blue Book has been around for 90 years. We uh, we got known as the Bible of uh, used vehicle prices, and, of course, we still do that. But for the last 20 years or so, uh, we also review every new car uh, in the marketplace. Our, our goal really is to help people make great car buying decisions. 
uh, help people out, uh, give our expertise um, to folks and, you know, make it simple for them to understand and, and then make good car buying decisions based on what we suggest to them. Yeah. So this is what I love about this. I mean, of course, I learned about Kelly Blue Book, year, Blue Book years ago, but here's what I want to ask you. Many people are confused. And if we can start out with this, this would be great. They're confused about what a family car is. It doesn't mean the same thing it did 10 years ago, or does it? <laughs> well, in some ways it does. And in some ways it's very, very different. I mean, certainly yeah. the configurations of the vehicles that are on the family car list are way different than what, what we grew up with. You know, I grew up certainly with sedans and station wagons yeah. Those were the family cars. And, and I think our family was a bit of a pioneer back in the 60s. Uh, we had a small van. Uh, it was before minivans, but we yeah. were actually a family that had a van, but we were c- considered a bit of uh, the oddballs with that because everybody else had sedans and, and station wagons. And uh, these days, it's really tall vehicles is what the family vehicle is. If you look at the parking lot at a soccer game or you know at a movie theater, the mall, uh, the families are arriving in SUVs, uh, what we call crossovers. They look a lot like SUVs and then in minivans. Yeah. Well, listen, I love this conversation because part of this has to do with safety, but there are more things that you looked at. Give us the rundown when we say extensive testing. Tell everybody what that looked like, and then we're going to jump to who's at the top of your list. Yeah, well, we're lucky in that uh, our staff of of testers are family folks. Uh, You know, we got a lot of uh, kids uh, among the various families uh, involved in Kelly Blue Book, uh, you know, from uh, basic toddlers, uh, and in fact, a newborn as we were starting this thing, uh, to kids who have uh, gone out of college and are now, uh, you know, fully adults and every every kind of kid in between, really. Uh, and we look at what families would look at, you know, based on our own experiences. You want certainly safety, you identified that, that's paramount. Uh, but you want versatility, you want uh, economy of operation, economy of purchase, uh, you want reliability. Heaven knows you want, don't want the family stranded by the side of the road in the rainstorm, right? The, you know, everybody's right. nightmare uh, yeah. on family vacation. So all of those things are considerations for us. And uh, we really drive the vehicles the way they would be driven. We, you know, we put people in, if it's a three-row vehicle, you know, folks get in the third row and, you know, ride back there. Uh, uh, we install child safety seats in every position where we can uh, put one in and, and think it's appropriate. So we do the things that, you know, families would do in in the vehicles. Well, you know, before we jump to the details, how can people find out more about, you know, what what the results are, but also more about Kelly Blue Book? What's the best way for folks to do that? Well, the best way is to go to our website, kbb.com, for Kelly Blue Book, kbb.com. Of course, everything there is free. Uh, again, our goal is just to help people make mm-hmm. uh, better decisions than they would make without our expertise. Uh, we take that very, very seriously. And of course, we uh, run down the 12 best family cars uh, of 2017. That's very available on the site, but uh, a lot of other top 10 lists, uh, vehicle reviews of every vehicle that's out there in the marketplace. And of course, everything you can think of in terms of pricing, used vehicle pricing, new vehicle pricing, uh, cost to own. Uh, we're really the Bible of, of car buying. I love it. Okay. So give us the lowdown on this. Um, what did you discover? What were your ahas? 
Well, the big aha again was no sedans. Uh, you know, we uh-huh. decided this year we'd we'd make that leap and you know relegate the four door to uh, the uh, museum. Um, you know, they're great family four doors. Don't get us wrong, but mm-hmm. um, I think in, on this list we decided to go with taller vehicles, just seeing the reality of where the market is going because that's really what's hot in the marketplace. Uh, people mm-hmm. are, are abandoning their sedans and going to. Uh, crossovers and SUVs uh, in in record numbers. Yeah, and uh, we divided the list basically into three buckets um, by function. There are two row SUVs. There are three row SUVs. By rows, I'm talking about rows of seating, of course, and then minivans. And there there are four vehicles in in each of those uh, buckets. Okay. And, you know, I I think it's interesting that you're talking about this is because that we're looking at people making good buying decisions. So this kind of report is is imperative. I mean, it's really, you know, the go to that people can look at. Um, What would you say for you uh, surprised you? Because many people think more money, better car. Well, I think one thing that is surprising is, you know, the opposite of that really is how much <laughs> vehicle you can get for not so much money. For example, two vehicles on the two-row list, the Kia Sportage and HRV from Honda, are mm-hmm. very inexpensive, right around twenty thousand dollars, twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars, very well yeah. equipped, and they're absolutely terrific vehicles. And you know, if you go up to uh, the Subaru Outback and the Honda CRV, slightly larger, but at the same time, not very expensive. Most of these vehicles are well within reach of families. I mean, mm-hmm. we could have extended our reach into luxury field, and you know, there's a lot of luxury vehicles that are great family vehicles, but mm-hmm. we wanted to make these vehicles very accessible to the vast majority of people out there. Um, what was it? What did you find that people should know about? There are certain things that you must have discovered where you thought, you know, we should at least let the public at large know about this or know what to look for, right? Yeah, I, and I think the uh, big news and somewhat confusing to the public mm-hmm. right now are these electronic driving aids. Yes. Uh, they can really help you. I mean, they add safety to the vehicle pretty significantly, let a, yet a lot of people. Um, just don't know whether they should, you know, spring that extra money to do that, you know, how they work, uh, can they trust them, uh, you know, all of those things. I mean, it's a, a major leap of faith to think the vehicle will be able to stop uh, for itself, right, <laughs> Right. To, to stop and then go uh, on its own. You know, a lot of these vehicles with adaptive cruise control uh, will adjust to conditions, will keep a, a, a good interval uh, you know, the interval you set depending and vary their speed based on the speed of the traffic. Um, they will stop if there's a sudden uh, stop ahead of them, uh, maybe before you're noticing that the traffic is stopping. Uh, that's That can be disconcerting. I, I certainly, like I say, a leap of faith, but uh, that stuff is important and we're going to see more and more of that. And it really makes the person a better driver. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think you're right about, people are really thinking, wait a minute, you know, is it all safety? Is everything going in the safety bucket or are there other things we should consider? Um, I know when you're talking to a family, safety is like number one. They go look at that. But there are other things, too, they think about. They think about value. They think about longevity. How important are those other factors in what you discovered? 
Uh, they're very, very important. And, you know, we look for that. You know, mm-hmm. we look for uh, low cost to own, which is kind of goes hand in hand really with reliability and with reputation of that vehicle and, and how it will last over time. Um, you don't want to put a lot of money into a, a vehicle once you've purchased it. So you want a reliable vehicle that won't break down on you. Um, you want it to be economical in terms of overall operation. I mean, there's a lot more to uh, transportation costs than what you pay for the vehicle when you buy it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we look at that. You know, so fuel costs, insurance costs, all of those costs are factored in too. Every vehicle on the list has a very good cost to own number. Yeah. The other thing I noticed too is, and this was surprising to me, you know, looking at some of these and seeing some of them in a category of like best SUV under 25,000. I don't think most people realize any of this is under 25,000. Right. I think you're absolutely spot on there. I think there's a, a, um, feeling out there, if I'm going to get an SUV, it's going to be 35, 40, $50,000. And, uh, you know, there are, uh, really good choices under $25,000. I mean, the market is going that direction and manufacturers are responding to people's desire to have these taller vehicles, these more mm-hmm. versatile vehicles. And um, there are many choices now where there weren't before. Now, without mentioning any uh, particular uh, uh, cars, if, if you if you don't choose to, did you find anything that was a bit disturbing for, for you? or your, your, the folks that rode this? Did you find something that said, geez, I think they could do a better job on that? Well, I think we see that in terms of features sometimes, or we mm-hmm. see that in terms of seating comfort. We see that in terms of controls a lot. I mean, one of the things that uh, a lot of folks have, it's in some ways counterintuitive, but maybe very intuitive, depending on how you feel about technology, whether you're a Luddite or you know, you're very tech-savvy or somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. But a lot of this technology isn't necessarily the easiest to use. So some oh. of the things that are actually the, the most irritating are <laughs> things like the lack of a, a volume knob, and you know, kind of a, <laughs> just a knob to turn up the volume on the sound system. Right. Uh, instead, they go to push buttons, uh, mounting it on the wheel, some places where it, you know, it's just not particularly intuitive or easy. And then you know, the more complicated uh, the infotainment system is, Obviously, the more complicated it might be to use. So I I think the goal is to have the technology make things simpler, not make things more complicated. Yeah, I I actually leased a vehicle for a weekend, and I was struck by how many times I had to actually touch the dashboard away from the steering wheel for heat and a bunch of other things. I mean, did you come across that in some of the vehicles that you looked at? I mean, some of these are very sophisticated and really cool technology, but as a driver, you know, having to look at a dashboard and touch something to change the heat and actually read it, I found a little unsafe, especially going over the pass uh, with a foot of snow. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree with you. And we have seen that too. You know, happily, we eliminated all the vehicles with the, yeah. the most confusing kind of stuff uh, from our, you know, top 10, uh, top 12 list of best family cars. But there are vehicles where it is uh, you're you're spending far too much time uh, not looking down the road. Your goal as a driver, of course, your number one job is to keep the vehicle and the occupants of the vehicle safe. And to do that, you you have to be looking outside the vehicle, not within the vehicle. So, uh, you know, confusing controls are uh, 
a very tough thing to have to deal with. Yeah, when I looked at the results of this, I really didn't uh, I really didn't expect Honda to be at the top for a lot of reasons. I think I'm like every other American. I'm looking for the big honky, you know, that big big huge SUV or something big, right? Um and when I saw uh, several of the vehicles that really did make it on the list, I thought, "Oh, okay." These are great then. People that don't want a giant, giant vehicle, and especially something that's not as uh, uh, cost-effective for gas. Did these vehicles you found, did they also fit in the cost-effective for gas mode? Yeah, very definitely. And you, we also look at uh, fuel economy per person transported. Oh. So a ve- even a big vehicle like the Chevrolet Tahoe, because mm-hmm. it can uh, transport eight people, uh, mm-hmm. When you consider the fuel economy per person, it's actually quite good and, and pretty laudable overall. You know, I wouldn't necessarily choose a Chevrolet Tahoe to commute uh, my 40 miles back and forth to work yeah. every day, just me in the car, mm-hmm. uh, because that's not particularly efficient. But, uh, you know, uh, my wife, on the other hand, doing carpool with six kids in in the car, and that's pretty darn efficient, actually. And uh, many of these vehicles, in fact, every vehicle on the list is, is very fuel efficient for its class and for the number of people that it transports. And I love the way you do the report. And I want to just recommend everyone go to the website, uh, www.kbb.com, and you're going to see this. I love the way you talk. You give us the starting price, the above average, the below average, um, and just cut right to the chase. What is the uh, – I know we've got about 30 seconds left here. Um, what What is the personal message from you? What would you like to tell our listeners to be super mindful of based on what you found? Well, I would say if uh, you know listeners do their homework, you know, spend maybe a half an hour with our site before they go shopping, mm-hmm. it can save them hundreds, if not thousands, of dollars, uh, and save them an immense amount of time too. Uh, we're trying to help people make these great buying decisions. We we point them in the right direction. Uh, we really believe, you know, wholeheartedly, uh, and uh, we stand behind that. So. Uh, you know, spending a little time with us can can be very helpful, we think. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And thank you so much for everything that you're doing in, in this field to make this safe for all of us, especially those of us that have been in accidents that totally were not predictable. Thank you so much. My pleasure. It's great to talk to you. Thanks for the good questions. I appreciate it. Okay, everybody, we're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Miss any shows during the week? Don't worry, we've got you covered. With the free Transformation Talk radio app, you'll have access to all of the past week's shows in the palm of your hand. Tune in to Transformation Talk radio anywhere you go with our free app for any of your devices. Check out our app in the App Store and Google Play Store today. Imagine a world where good news, positive information and stories were the mainstream. Tell us your positive story. Hashtag positivity rules. You are listening to the Transformation Radio Network. 
Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at the com. Listen while you work. Streaming live on any device. Tune in to the Transformation Radio Network. Visit transformationradio.fm. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, talk radio to thrive by. I am so thrilled to be talking to all of you. We have got talk radio for all of us. Are you ready and willing and able to accept all of the abundance you can muster up in your life? Check us out at drpatshow.com, transformationtalkradio.com, transformationradio.fm. Oh, my goodness. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. I'm thrilled to introduce you to someone who has been dedicated to women's health for a very long time. And dedicated is actually an understatement. I'm talking about Dr. Sharon Lewin. Dr. Lewin is a board-certified gynecological oncologist specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and management of ovarian, endometrial, uterine, cervical, and other cancers. Her expertise includes complex robotic and minimally invasive surgical procedures for a range of gynecological cancers. This is extraordinary news. She's a national educator and someone that has authored more than 100 publications. I am so thrilled to be talking with her today as someone that is here to share some exciting news. For those of us that have lost people to cancers of many kind, the one that really stands out for all of us is the one that goes least undetected And very few people really know what to do with once you get the diagnosis. That's why we've got Dr. Lewin joining us here today. It's great to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You know, I made a statement about ovarian cancer because I've lost people uh, as as well as many. But I would love for you to kind of bring us up to date and, and just tell us a little bit, first of all, about why this is so in the forefront for you 
and what is the latest information we should be aware of? So unfortunately, ovarian cancer does cause more deaths than any other gynecologic cancer. Um, It's really important that we educate women first about the importance of seeing their gynecologist on an annual or yearly basis. Unfortunately, we see that um, too few women actually see their gynecologist on a yearly basis, and it's such an important visit to talk about cancer prevention. We do know that there are some certain signs and symptoms of ovarian cancer that we would love to make women aware of. You know, these symptoms could signal other things, so I don't want to alarm anyone, but if women do feel this way on a repeated basis, they definitely need to see their doctor and have a CAT scan. It's things like feeling bloated, any abdominal or pelvic pain, difficulty eating, feeling full too quickly, or or difficulty with urination. So these new symptoms on a repetitive basis, definitely women should be evaluated right away. Yeah. You know, I I think there's so much we've learned and I I consider it a relatively short period of time, Um, but also the breakthroughs that are happening, you know, the the ways that people can get treated. And that's one of the, you know, that's why I was so excited to speak with you today, you know, because we're looking at breakthroughs in treatment, diagnosis and, you know, curing folks. So, I, I mean, this has got to be for you, being able to bring this message forward, has got to be a, just an enormous point of hope. Hopefully, yes, definitely. I mean, there are some important things to talk about in, when it turns, in terms of prevention. Mm-hmm. There have been studies that have come out saying half of all cancers could be prevented if men and women um, ate a healthy diet, stayed in an ideal body weight, exercised, didn't smoke, and really limited alcohol. So lifestyle things are very important when it comes to cancer prevention. We do know obesity is a big risk factor for ovarian cancer. Also, it's important to talk about genetics. We do know that some of these ovarian cancers are genetically linked. So if anyone has a family history of breast, ovarian, colon, uterine cancer, it's really important that you speak to your doctor about genetic testing. Um, Lastly, we do know that the birth control pill, for example, is another really important way to prevent ovarian cancer. So a lot of things that can be done on the prevention aspect, which are important to know. Yeah. You know, I was reading a little bit about you and your journey. And, you know, when I when I actually did the introduction and talked about, you know, the author of more than 100 publications, there's a passion and purpose that, you know, I have learned over the 15 years that I've been doing this. And, you know, what is it about your journey that literally keeps you marching forward the way that you do? That's a really wonderful question. You know, my grandmother was actually a gynecologist, so I was first inspired by her when I was a really small child, and she was really a pioneer at her age to be a woman physician. Mm -hmm. I've always been very passionate about women's health care issues, but, you know, women that have been diagnosed with a gynecologic cancer are some of the most kind women uh, you could imagine, and just a real passion to help them, you know, cure them and try to help um, them have a better quality of life. You know, we do know with ovarian cancer, seeing a gynecologic oncologist is so important because, you know, how women are treated right when they're diagnosed makes a big difference. And and to have a passion for these very intense surgeries to really remove all their disease, which is very important, and then give them chemotherapy, which is chemotherapy in the belly. It's very intense treatment, but, you know, you really have to have a passion for, you know, curing these women and helping them live longer. So um, I... You just want to make the world a you know better place. So I, yeah. I really enjoy what I'm able to do for these these patients. 
Yeah. And, you know, you are really out there doing it. Um, You know, the conversation that I love having is, you know, you and I and the many, many people that are going to listen to this show, uh, tens of thousands, actually, um, and many, many, many more of them are women um, that listen to to the show and the network. I want to ask you, what do you say to your peer group? What is the what is the message for you know, the doctors that are out there, what would you ask them to please pay attention to if there was a message that you haven't already said to them? (laughs) Well, definitely two things on that arena. One is really the importance of genetic testing because we do know that at least 20% of women with ovarian cancer have a BRCA mutation, which is the BRCA gene. You may have heard of that with Angelina Jolie, who brought a lot of light to this subject. We do know that even though such a high percentage of these women have genetic mutations, really less than half in the U.S. are tested. Um, And genetic testing is one way that we can identify these women's children and grandchildren and prevent them from getting cancer. So genetic testing is so important, and that's one thing I definitely stress to physicians when I speak to them, Um, the importance of taking a family history, identifying who is at high risk for cancer, and really testing them and intervening. So um, that's very important. The genetics are certainly very important. And then also to really appreciate the signs and symptoms of ovarian cancer because we see all too often women may have these symptoms for many, many months before they actually have a CAT scan and the appropriate Mm -hmm. workup. So those are the two things that I would definitely speak to physicians about very strongly. Well, and you know, here's the confusion, and I know that we're we're talking about this at many, many levels, is we are looking at now obesity in the in 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 this in this country in particular and there is this confusion between you know symptoms of that come from you know obesity like bloating like abdominal pain and we we almost want to kind of blow that off to some kind of well I didn't eat right and maybe that's true but aren't we also then dismissing two of the symptoms I think right For sure, yes. But yes, I mean, bloating is such a common symptom that a lot of us have, but it's, you know, feeling more so that than usual and some of these other symptoms on a repetitive basis. But I just really encourage women to, you know, be advocates in your own health care. And if your body doesn't feel right, you should definitely see your doctor and encourage that this gets worked up and evaluated and be in tune to your body and and, uh, see your doctors and just be really proactive in your own health care. It's so important. And advocate for yourself. And if something doesn't feel right, really insist that it gets worked up and evaluated properly. You know, I know we only have a few minutes left here, but how how could people find out more about this? You know, how can they find out about the latest reports that are out? What's the best way for folks to do that? There are some great uh, resources for people. One is the Foundation for Women's Cancer website. The other is the Ovarian Cancer Coalition. Um, the American Cancer Society also has a lot of good information and also our own foundation, the Lewinfund.org. All of these resources have a lot of good education and information for people. What, if I might ask you, what are you most thrilled about in the breakthrough of science, medicine, and and the cure. So when it you know 
when it comes to gynecologic cancer, several things. We do know the real importance of pap smears and the HPV vaccine really should eradicate cervical cancer. So that's very exciting. Also, when it comes to ovarian cancer, there are some targeted therapies um, that have been really successful in um, preventing recurrence in women and, and keeping them in uh, remission and cancer-free and treating their recurrent disease. So it's these things that are really exciting uh, when it comes to the treatment and prevention of these cancers. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a nod that we should perhaps give to lifestyle um uh, at, you know, in this conversation, I think there are many, many things we're discovering about what we put in our body and how we handle stress. Absolutely. Um, as I mentioned, half of all cancers really could be prevented if people stayed at an ideal body weight. So that mm-hmm. is so important. Obesity is a major risk factor now for many types of cancers, ovarian, breast, colon, for example, uterine cancer. So really, and the obesity epidemic is a major issue. So that's one important thing. You know, people really need to eat well and stay in a healthy weight exercising um, 30 minutes five times a day and five times a week rather 150 minutes not smoking limiting alcohol these lifestyle things really have been shown to prevent half of all cancers so you know we all really need to take the time to really take care of ourselves Uh, (laughs) no kidding right Yeah, no kidding. Even those of us that are out there sharing the message in the world, right? (laughs) It's so true, which is sometimes easier said than done, but it's a good reinforcement of of the the really important to make the time for this. Well, especially the healthy diet. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. You know, having my own scare, my own healing journey, I know that all too well. Thank you for today. One last question. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave us with today? And thank you for all you do. Thank you so much. My personal message is just to really be an advocate for your own health care and to empower yourself and really educate yourself and keep those yearly appointments with your gynecologist and your doctor. It's so important. So, you know, thank you for the opportunity to talk more about this today. I want to thank you and everyone. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Listen while you work. Streaming live on any device. Tune in to the Transformation Radio Network. Visit transformationradio.fm. Transformation Talk Radio is dedicated to the education and awareness of Lyme disease. Welcome to Lyme Talk Radio. I'm Dr. Pat Basile, the host of the Dr. Pat Show, and I am so thrilled that we've created this venue for all of you out there. Dr. Pat Basile will be bringing the most innovative, groundbreaking information, research, treatment innovations, and stories from those it affects every day. What we have heard is that you want to ensure for us that we keep positive, holistic, uplifting, transformative talk radio on the air. We're excited to bring you the contemporary conversations about Lyme disease. We promise not to let the light fade on Lyme. So fasten your seat belts. We've got lots more to share with you in the weeks to come. Tune into Lyme Talk Radio with Dr. Pat and help keep our mission strong on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Imagine a world where good news 
positive information and stories were the mainstream. Tell us your positive story. Hashtag positivity rules. You are listening to the Transformation Radio Network. Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Hi, everyone. I am thrilled to be introducing you to Dr. Lee Lindquist. Dr. Lindquist is a geriatrician and chief of geriatrics at Northwestern Memorial Hospital and Northwestern University Feinberg School of Medicine in Chicago. Besides her doctorate, she has a master's in public health. Now, here today with multiple research studies focusing on enabling seniors to successfully age. I love this. She is going to share her breakthrough research and information with us. She's been on radio. She's been on television. She's been featured in the Boston Globe, Wall Street Journal. And she is here with us today to talk about a new tool that will help seniors have a voice as their health needs grow. Dr. Lindquist, this is kind of exciting and uh, wanted to ask you a little bit about what this breakthrough is all about because we are a growing body of people. Exactly, exactly. And, and I'm a geriatrician, so I know that because all of my patients are over the age of 65 with my oldest one being 104. Um, but what I'm seeing is that seniors want to remain in their own homes. I mean, they want to age in place. But when a health crisis happens, like a hospitalization, somebody's walking along, they fracture a hip, they get hospitalized, it totally jeopardizes their ability to age in place because family members have to run around, figure out, do we get a caregiver? Do we find somewhere that they can live for a short time? Do we go into uh, a subacute rehab, nursing facility? And it just happens over and over and over again. And I'm sure many people, many listeners have seen family, friends, relatives where this has happened to them. And so instead of constantly reacting to these emergencies when they come up and jeopardizing seniors' ability to age in place and not getting the seniors' voices heard, I said, let's back this up. Let's plan for these health emergencies happening. Let's plan for these crises. 
And so we made a website here at Northwestern Medicine called planyourlifespan.org. And what it is is that it helps people understand what might happen in their fourth quarter of life, you know, from 65, 75, 85, 95, when they might get a little, you know, a new medical problem, more problems happening to them, they might need more help in the house, and they can actually plan for the resources that they might need health-wise in their own home. I think what you're talking about is so important because, I, by the way, we just went through this with a friend of ours as of yesterday. <clears throat> and so wow. what is so important about this is that we expect our family members to even know what to do. And that process in itself can literally devastate the person that needs the care, can't it? It totally, you're, you're completely right. Um, what we see a lot of times is that seniors will say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it because my daughter will handle it. And, yeah. and the daughter may be taking care of her own children, working full time. And there's just a tremendous burden that happens to, to the daughter when, you know, something happens. And they have no clue what the senior wanted. The senior might not be able to even tell you. And then to make even matters worse and to complicate things, there might be other family members that might want to weigh in on things. And then you've got everyone kind of arguing on what's going to happen down the road. I think we had one scenario, we had a couple scenarios where a senior said, you know, I don't have to worry about this because I'm just going to move in with my daughter when time comes. And the daughter had never even thought about it and was totally blindsided that the senior was even thinking about moving in with them. And it's this kind of lack of communication about this you know, future of everyone's life, you know, that we've got to kind of start working on, especially with the aging population. Yeah. And you said something interesting, and I, I don't want to just blow by it. You know, a lot of times the children are seniors. Yes. Yeah. I have several that I'm taking care of both the children who's in their 70s as well as mm -hmm. the mom who's in their 90s. Yeah. Um, and that's where it's important for everybody to start making these decisions and planning for it. Um, because there's so many people that are involved with getting older and with their needs. And I really think aging in place is so important and it's yeah. usually the best place for seniors. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I want to just talk to is, you know, uh, about what some of these strategies are, right. And why it is important to, to really look at a aging in place. It, many people think, oh, well, wait a minute. Mom's going to get a lot of care over here. Dad's going to get a lot of care over here. You know, let's move them over here to another part of the state, another part of the country. I mean, what is the real underlying psychological impact of all of these and medical impact of these? Well, what I'm seeing is that so many people are unprepared. Um, mm. And so then the decisions kind of even just fall out of the senior's hands. And like you said, you know, the family members end up making the decision. And one thing I'm seeing is that when I'm talking to my seniors and I ask them, you know, what are you going to do when you need more help in the home or you're not able to be as independent as you want if something happens? And they say, oh, I've got it already figured out. I've got my power of attorney. I've got my will and I've got my casket picked out. But this is all kind of end of life. This is planning for when you're close to death. What yeah. this is talking about is like the 10 or 20 years beforehand. Yeah. And I kind of bridged it with some of my patients by saying, well, that's all and good, but you're going to be alive a lot longer and you're going to need to figure out what you're going to do as your needs change. Yeah. One of the things that I, I, I think that is important in what you're what you all are doing is removing the stigma around decisions like this. Isn't part of the 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 end game of what you all are doing is providing information that literally can change the perception of people? Because a lot of this is perception, isn't it? 
It truly is because people perceive that, you know, if I talk about it, that means I'm going to go straight to the nursing home. Right. Um, or if I talk about needing help down the road, that's it. I'm never going to be able to live in my own home. But the taking it earlier and having the discussions earlier instead of during the crisis actually takes a lot of the emotion, a lot of the stress out, and you can make more educated decisions. Yeah. One of the things that I love about this is how these decisions, and I was looking at, you know, the your website and the information, is not only can you make decisions about yourself, but we're finding uh, that people are making decisions like, you know what, I want to be closer to my friend Mary. You know, things like that, that really support a quality of life. Does this information you're providing address that part of the scenario? Yeah, actually, the the website was built by seniors for seniors. So we brought in, you know, a bunch of seniors, uh, like, you know, easily over 100 um, who came in and kind of went to the website and said, this is what we're interested in. This is what we're worried about. We'd like to know more about this. This is what we're kind of concerned about. And then we actually took videos of them and we took pictures of people who had actually gone through these health crises and the issues and the things that arose for them. And then the physicians, the nurses, the social workers, you know, case managers, area agencies on aging, we all came together and we said, okay, how can we answer these questions? How can we get the answers in the hands of the seniors and their families so that they know what to do when these things happen? And that's yeah. how the website got developed. Yeah. And you know how I know that? Because when I went to your website, I could actually read the print. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all hard spot with minimal scrolling, so it's easy to navigate. Well, it gets you right to what people want to know about. Um, what What are you most hopeful about? I, I love talking about hope. What are you most hopeful about? What would you like to see happen here? Well, I would love, I would love, love, love if we could get our seniors and their you know, offspring and their children all talking about this and coming up with plans so that when or if a health crisis happens, that they'll have their voices heard. They'll know what to do because their senior has already told them. And I think that's critical to having people's wishes, you know, fulfilled as they age and also to having people age in place. Yeah. When we say age in place, share with us for the listeners what that means. Many people might think they know what that means. I would love for you to share it. So I like to actually use the term successfully aging in place because yes. aging in place is kind of remaining in your own home or, you know, if you live in a retirement community and you want to age in your own retirement community, it takes a lot of different realms mm -hmm. um, or iterations, but I like it to be living where you want to live right now, you know, as long as you want and safely because everyone probably listening knows somebody that they're worried about where they're not sure at any one moment if something's going to happen, they're going to fall off. Um, you know, or get injured or something. And it's aging in place with the right needs being met and with the right infrastructure so that people can do what they want independently and be happy as they can be. Well, I want to thank you so much for all that you're doing. And please, again, let folks know the resources that are available. I know you're getting off to the next interview, but I do want to thank you because this is really a way to put oh, hope into you. action. And that's so, it's so great to hear the feedback on this. Uh, for more information um, on this, please visit planyourlifespan.org. Um, and if anyone is interested in geriatric care here at Northwestern or, you know, seeing a physician in geriatrics, I have people coming all over the country to see us. We're one of the experts in geriatrics across the nation. Please visit our website, Northwestern Medicine, and it's at nm.org. So thank and you so much. 
Well, we're going to make sure we're posting it all over the website. And with your permission, we'd love to put a link up Definitely. so people can get right to this. Thank you so much, Dr. Thank Lindquist. you so much. All right, everybody. We'll see you all next time.